TFS, episode number 27. Hi everyone, this is Martin, and we've got a bit of a special show coming up for us today. So, um, first of all, let me introduce my usual co-host. We've got on the line Mickey Gousset. Hey, Mickey. Hello, Martin. You sounding good today? And we've got Paul Hacker on the line as well. Hey, Paul. Hey, Martin. Good to speak to you. Ryan, we've got a really special show, so let's uh, let's jump straight into it. Um, introduce our very special guest, Doug Seven. Hey, Doug. Good morning. How are you guys? It's morning where I am. I guess I should probably uh, acknowledge that. I'm excited to be here. We're very excited to have you here. We hear you've got some. Uh, so it's it's Monday, the nineteenth of October, two thousand and nine, uh, and apparently you've got some exciting news coming out later today. So what's happening, Doug? We do indeed. Actually, we we just uh, released the news. We have a lot of changes coming. Today is the day that we uh, are announcing several things, including uh, some changes to the Visual Studio product lineup, as well as the. Uh, availability of an upcoming beta, and uh, we are also announcing when the product will launch. So there's a lot to talk about, and we can we can start wherever you'd like, Martin. Wow! So let's talk about uh, the product offering then. What what's changing? It's Visual Studio, isn't it? What's going on? Yes, Visual Studio. So what we announced today is that um, we've made an explicit decision to to solve one of the, the biggest problems that we have. Um, we've gotten a lot of feedback from customers, from our partners, from our resellers, from our sales field even, that um, the Visual Studio product lineup as it, as it exists in 2008, uh, in the 2008 release, is just really confusing. It's really complicated. There's, uh, there's about seven different versions of the IDE plus our server product, and it's, it's often difficult to figure out which product you need, which product is right for you, which, which is... Uh, going to satisfy the, the problem that you're trying to solve. So we made a decision to simplify our product offering, and we put a lot of work into analyzing the products we have and, and looking at customer scenarios and, and actually doing uh, interviews with, with customers to decide what the right solution to this problem is. And what we decided to do was to consolidate our, our product offering uh, into a much simpler strategy of what you could effectively uh, relate to a good, better, best offering. So uh, what we announced today is that for the Visual Studio 2010 release, we'll have three versions of the IDE product. We'll have Visual Studio 2010 Professional, Visual Studio 2010 Premium, which is probably closest to what you know today as the Visual Studio Team System Development Edition. And then we'll have Visual Studio 2010 Ultimate, which would be similar to what we have today with the Team System Team Suite offering, where you get everything in the Visual Studio product line included in that product. So that was one of the big announcements we made. We also announced on the server side, we'll continue to have Team Foundation Server, of course, uh, and the Team Lab Management uh, product that people have seen in our betas will be a separate uh, uh, product that you can add on to your ALM solution. And then we're going to introduce a new product called Visual Studio Test Elements 2010. And Test Elements is uh, the the product where you've seen um, the Microsoft Test and Lab Managers. This this is the tool that's intended for the the manual or or what we call a generalist tester. So this is the Test and Lab Manager uh, interface, along with uh, the Team Explorer and and the and some team agents that you would use for doing testing. But uh, the the Visual Studio Developer IDE is not included in this product. So we have a tester um, tester focused product, and then we have the three flavors of the developer focused product. All right, Doug, I got to ask, where'd the team system name go? The name team system has gone away. And part of that was because we found it um, from customer feedback to be really confusing. There was a lot of 
there's a lot of um, difficulty in, for customers in understanding what, what was the difference between Visual Studio and Visual Studio Team System. If I'm if I'm a developer and I work on a team, does that mean I can't use Visual Studio Professional or do I have to use Team System? And this was really confusing. Um, the the reality is we have designed the entire Visual Studio product line to to satisfy the needs of team developers, right? Uh, Visual Studio 2010 Professional is perfectly adequate for team development, provided that that there's some higher end features you don't need. Now, of course, there there are a lot of higher end features that help in team development scenarios. So what this really means is we are as committed as ever, if not more so, to the idea of team system and the idea of satisfying application lifecycle management. But the naming was confusing. We had two product lines that that um, fundamentally did the same thing. They satisfied the needs to develop solutions, whether you're working uh, on small teams or large teams. And so we just simplified the naming of those products. Uh, but fundamentally and functionally, conceptually, those things exist. Now, we've taken this a little bit step further. Uh, one of the things we wanted to do is to really um, help not only communicate, but also uh, help customers in the in their sort of development lifecycle is we, we recognize that very few, if any, developers actually work in isolation. Every developer who's working professionally works on some kind of team, and they need the team resources to work. They need something like Team Foundation Server. They need the centralized server where they can store their source code, manage their work items, do their build automation, report on their activities. This includes developers that are using Visual Studio Professional, Today, a lot of those developers are using Visual Source Safe and they're using some other tools and Team Foundation Server for these people has often seemed a little bit out of reach. Um, and for developers using our ALM offering, our team system offering today, uh, our Visual Studio Premium and Ultimate tools would, would obviously connect with Team Foundation Server as well. What we really want to do is make Team Foundation Server more available to all customers. So we've decided that for the test elements product, so for testers uh, and for the Visual Studio Professional Premium and Ultimate products that we're going to include Team Foundation Server in the MSDN offering that comes with those products. So if I buy any one of the Visual Studio products with MSDN, I will get a full copy of Team Foundation Server with no user limitations, no <laughs> functional limitations that I can deploy into production. Wow. So now basically what we're saying is all of Visual Studio is about team development, right? Team system didn't go away. We're just going back to our roots and we are Visual Studio, and it's about development. So if you've got any MSDN subscription, you get Team Foundation Server now. The full Correct. Team Foundation Server. Full Team Foundation Server deployable into production. Wow. Does that mean Workgroup Edition is gone? The, in the 2010 offering, there is no such thing as Workgroup Edition. We have one Team, uh, one team Foundation Server product, and that is the full Team Foundation Server. Sweet, sweet. Now so, for the... Let me let me add on to that a little bit. So for the Visual Studio customers, uh, when you're buying with MSDN, you get Team Foundation Server. We'll include in that MSDN package one Team Foundation Server Cal. So every everybody that has Visual Studio with MSDN, you can go ahead and set up a Team Foundation Server and your whole team can connect to it and you're off and running. For the customers who are going to buy Team Foundation Server in retail, in other words, maybe I'm not using Visual Studio. Maybe I'm using the Eclipse and the team prize product, mm -hmm. and I want to <laughs> exactly. I want to have a team foundation server set up. We're going to make that available to customers to buy in retail for five hundred dollars. <laughs> okay, and for that price, for that price, we're going to give you an exception in the in the licensing terms that allows five people to connect to that team foundation server without a cow. So for five hundred dollars, you can set up a five person team on Team Foundation Server. And that's a full copy. All the capabilities are there. 
you can add more people to it. So Workgroup Edition had a limit to five users. This doesn't have a limit. It just includes the, the rights to five users. And then you can buy cows to add more users to it. Oh, that's awesome. So does oh, this mean SourceSafe is dead then? Is this time to throw out SourceSafe, hopefully? <laughs> this is, you know, this is, you've kind of hit a target. This is, there's um, people who are using SourceSafe today. There's, there's no real roadmap, right? There's no path. We're not going to release any new versions of Visual SourceSafe. Uh, other than just updates to work with. We'll have an update to SourceSafe to work with the 2010 product, but we're not doing any feature development on SourceSafe. So this is really meant as a way to help the SourceSafe users move over to Team Foundation Server. One of the one of the things we found is that um, one of the there were sort of two primary reasons people weren't moving from SourceSafe to Team Foundation Server. One of those was cost. So we could easily solve that problem and just make Team Foundation Server effectively the same cost as Visual SourceSafe. Uh, Visual SourceSafe costs about $500 retail. Now Team Foundation Server does as well. Visual SourceSafe comes in MSDN. Now Team Foundation Server does as well. The other problem that people were facing was just the migration, uh, the tooling to move from Visual SourceSafe to Team Foundation Server. And we're aggressively working on improving the tooling we have. We have a SourceSafe to Team Foundation Server migration path, uh, and we're just aggressively working on making that product better so that people can easily move from SourceSafe over to Team Foundation Server. Sorry, I'm just trying to take it all in. That's a lot yeah, of stuff. Yeah, a lot of information. That's awesome stuff. I got a question for you, Doug. Uh, okay, so you're going to have these Pro, this Premium, this Ultimate, and these Test Essentials, which, okay, today I own Visual Studio 2018 Developer, and I have a Database Edition. I want to upgrade now to 2010. What does that look like? Paul, I'm going to make it easy on you. Um, so the the... The way this works, and just to correct uh, real quick, uh, you mentioned test essentials. It's uh, called Test Elements is the name of the product. Um, when we launched this product, when we launched Visual Studio 2010, we recognized that we're changing the product lineup. So for some, for some users, people using the product today, there's not a direct one-to-one transition, right? If I'm using the database edition today, what product do I transition to if there's not a database edition product uh, in the future? Uh, and we can do it on a sort of capability path, right? The date, all the database, database edition capabilities are in Visual Studio Premium, so we can make that transition pretty easy. But in some cases, it's hard to make that transition. It's hard to understand that, and it's it's um, we don't want to make it difficult on customers. We're going to make it a lot easier. So what we've uh, come up with is something we call the ultimate offer, and the ultimate offer is a transition plan for customers with. Visual Studio 2008 and MSDN premium subscriptions to move to Visual Studio 2010. So the scenario is, and Paul, I'll use your scenario. If you're a Visual Studio 2008, uh, Visual Studio Team System 2008 database edition customer, you have an MSDN premium subscription, rather than trying to find some sort of lateral transition for you, we're going to go ahead and step you up to, or, or transition you up, I should say, transition you up to Visual Studio 2010 Ultimate. What that means is, Every single customer that has a team system product with MSDN Premium will be transitioned up to Visual Studio Ultimate, the highest end product we have. That will include all of the capabilities of Visual Studio. Uh, it'll include the test and lab manager uh, and, and, and all the goodness of MSDN. For customers who are Visual Studio professional with MSDN Premium, we're going to transition those customers up to Visual Studio Premium. So they get introduced to our ALM offering, they get the coded UI test capabilities we have, they get the offline database development capabilities we have, the code analysis, the performance profiling. So they're gonna get extra goodness as well in this transition. And uh, 
for customers who have Visual Studio Professional with a MSDM Professional subscription, it's a lateral transition to Visual Studio Professional. So this is a great time to think about upgrading to an MSDN Premium subscription because there's a lot of value coming your way if you do that. So the, the, the eligibility here is for the ultimate offer is if you have an active MSDN Premium subscription on the day that we launch the product, you will be transitioned up to the, the higher end products. So is, is there any determination right now on what the retail costs are going to be for these different versions? Uh, it, yeah, generally across the board, we're not changing the prices, right? The prices are going to stay. So premium is going to be equivalent to what a team edition uh, would have been today. Um, there's two exceptions to that. There's going to be a slight increase in price on Ultimate. It's a pretty small uh, price increase, but we're adding all the new um, generalist and manual testing capabilities in that product. So there's a little bit of an increase there. Plus the MSDN values are increasing. We're adding more value into MSDN. Um, and we're compensating that with Team Foundation Server by reducing the price pretty significantly. You mentioned that Team Foundation Server was coming with MSDN, and that's just to confirm that's a proper production license of MSDN because not everything in MSDN is for production use, is it? So, oh, that's a good point. So most things in MSDN, when you get an MSDN subscription, most of the software that's in an MSDN subscription is licensed for development and test only. So, um, in that instance, TFS would only be allowed for the purposes of developing onto TFS. For instance, if you're, if you're the team prize guys and you're developing for TFS, you could deploy instances of TFS for the purposes of development and test. Um, there are some exceptions to this rule, right? So if you look at an MSDN premium subscription, it includes uh, Microsoft Office for production use. In other words, I can use it as my day-to-day -day office environment, not just for something I'm developing on. Um, so we have this same kind of exception for Team Foundation Server in the 2010 release. In 2010, you will get Team Foundation Server included in MSDN, and the product use rights will have an exception that allow you to deploy that into production. Wow. Cool. Yeah. I got a question for you here, Doug. Okay, so we got these new, lack of a better term, additions, Pro, Premium, Ultimate. Mm -hmm. Where mm -hmm. in there does the architect functionality going to fall? Obviously, Ultimate's going to have the architect functionality, but will Premium have that also? Because there's a lot of great functionality coming, and people are going to want to get their hands on that. And so today, if I don't own anything and I were to go out and start using 2010 as my first um, TFS uh, product, um, where would I get the architect functionality? It's, it's an excellent question. And uh, let me kind of walk through the different capabilities of the different product levels. So professional is, is sort of equivalent to what you have today in professional. Obviously, there's new capabilities coming with uh, tools for Silverlight, tools for SharePoint development, uh, the multi-core development capabilities with the parallel libraries, things like that. Um, we've also done some improvements to some of uh, what has traditionally been related to our ALM product set. So things like improved uh, test-driven development capabilities through uh, generate from usage and things like that. At Visual Studio Premium, so think of these as sort of the nested doll model, right? Each, each time I go up a level, I get everything below it plus new capabilities. So Visual Studio Premium includes all of Visual Studio Professional, plus it includes the new coded uh, UI automation, the coded UI test type that we've created. So I can do the um, automated regression testing, things like that. And then includes primarily things that you would have found uh, today in the development edition or things that you would have expected to be in the development edition, like uh, performance profiling, code coverage, code metrics, all the offline database development tools, uh, database unit testing, test data generation. Our new test impact analysis capabilities will show up in uh, Visual Studio Premium as well. At the Visual Studio Ultimate level is where you find uh, some of the new capabilities you mentioned, like the architecture explorer, the layer diagramming capabilities, uh, the the um, UML class, or excuse me, the UML diagram uh, types, things like that. Web and load testing is uh, in the Ultimate Edition. 
Uh, and then in, in Teletrace, which is our new historical debugging tool, which you've probably seen this uh, in, in previous versions of the demo referred to as historical debugging. This is now called IntelliTrace. Uh, and then we also include with Ultimate, we include the Microsoft Test and Lab Manager, that standalone UI for doing test case management and uh, manual test execution. So these are all the things that are included uh, in that level of the product. Now, I should mention in Visual Studio Premium, we do have um, read-only architecture diagram viewers. So, for instance, somebody using Ultimate might create some UML diagrams or some architecture diagrams that they then check into Team Foundation Server. If I'm a VS Premium user, I can check those diagrams out and I can view them. I can't edit them or modify them, but I have a viewer so I can see them. So we can actually share those assets across the team. That was my next question. Excellent. Great. Now, back to TFS, is that's the, uh, that's the, the name of the podcast. Um, you yes. saw, you, sp- you, you were speaking last week. Um, I saw a post on Brian Harry's blog about um, this basic installation of TFS. So, so where does that fit in? You were saying, you know, that everybody gets TFS. So I, don't, I don't quite understand. Exactly. So, so two weeks ago, we made the announcement at VS Live that we were going to have something called the TFS basic installation. Uh, and we didn't really talk about how people would acquire this. And the reality is the TFS basic installation is just one of the installation options with Team Foundation Server. So when I get Team Foundation Server, I put the disk in to install it. Uh, it's going to pop up and ask me if I want to do a basic installation or an advanced installation or a custom installation. An advanced installation is basically the full product. It's going to install every capability there is. Okay? And there's some prerequisites that I have to satisfy leading up to that in terms of getting my server ready for that. The basic installation is intended to be a effectively a one-click. It's really a next, next, finish kind of thing. But effectively a, a one-click installation option for TFS uh, where I can click install. And somewhere in 20 to 30 minutes, it will install TFS and I'll be up and ready to go. Uh, what this means is we, we trim down what gets installed when you install TFS Basic, so we don't install the SharePoint capabilities, and we don't install the reporting capabilities, but you have sort of the, the basic functions of Team Foundation Server. You have uh, version control capabilities, you have work item tracking capabilities, and you have build automation capabilities. By default, this will install with SQL Server Express, so there's uh, a lot less pre, pre-work you have to do. You can just put this in, we'll install SQL Server Express, and then we'll install TFS to work with that instance of SQL Server Express. This also means if we go back to talking about those VSS users, right? If you're using VSS today and you've got it running on your Windows Vista uh, machine or you know, with Windows 7 coming out, you're going to have it on your Windows 7 machine, this is a perfect replacement for that because TFS working against SQL Express can actually be installed on a client desktop machine. So I can install Team Foundation Server you know, with all the robust capabilities of Team Foundation Server, branching, merging, work on tracking, all those things, build automation. I can install it on my Windows Vista machine. I can install it on my Windows 7 machine, or I can install it on my Windows Server machine. Wow. How about on a domain control, you know, like for small business server customers? Yeah, we've, we, we can... Uh, we've made. We, there's a lot of improvements we made to Team Foundation Server. That's one of them to be able to install on a uh, domain controller. Uh, we've we've really tried to simplify the setup, simplify the configuration. We've given it, um, you know, a, a more consistent configuration view uh, to other server products. So we've that's one of the areas that we got a lot of feedback on with TFS. That we really tried to improve was the setup and, and management of TFS. So it'll install all the prerequisites for you. If you if you don't have them, that's what you're saying. It'll it'll lay down SQL Express and it'll set up IIS for you and do all that stuff. Yeah, the the basic installation will do will do all that for you. The one prerequisite that it has is that you have to have the .NET Framework 4.0 installed. So if you install Visual Studio 2010 first and then you install TFS, 
uh, it will have already installed the .NET Framework 4.0 for you. So that's the only prerequisite it has. It'll configure IIS, it'll set up, it'll install and configure SQL Express. That's amazing. So I have a question. So you said that we can take TFS now and I can install it locally on my laptop. Can I? Do I have any way to, to link that back to a main TFS server where then I could go offline on my laptop and then go back <clears throat> online with the main TFS? Um, we have so so we have some ways through the um, the the new team project collections where it'd be easier to to back up a collection and restore it to a different server. What we don't have is I think what you're referring to is the ability to sort of synchronize a local TFS with a server-based TFS. That's something we're looking at for the future. Uh, it's not something that we were able to get in for this release. Well, I love the fact that I could just have it running locally on my machine. I mean, that, that yeah, that's going to be pretty nice right there. So exactly, you can have it running locally on your machine. You can you can share it with other people. Um, you know, the 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 rules about having cals still apply, even if it's a basic installation. Everybody who connects to it still has to have a cal to connect to it. But the nice thing is, that at at some point, if your project grows or your team grows, you can back up that team project collection and then move it to a server and do the server install there. You can at any time at any time you want, you can upgrade your basic install to a full install by just running the installation wizard again and adding those additional options. If you're going to add SharePoint and, and uh, reporting, obviously you're going to have to be on a Windows server machine, and you're going to have to do the, the migration from SQL Express to a full SQL install, but it's totally doable and, and relatively easy. We'll love it. Cows come with every version of MSDN now, so if you have MSDN, you're covered basically. Yeah, if you're getting Visual Studio, Pro, Premium, or Ultimate, or Test Elements, any of those four products with an MSDN subscription, you'll get TFS and a TFS Cal. Sweet. So Team Foundation Server and Team Lab Management don't come with uh, MSDN subscriptions, so you wouldn't get them with those products, but you would have all the client products get it. This is awesome. I'm not going to know what uh, I'm not going to know what questions we're going to get now. You know, when we're doing Ask the Experts (laughs) at conferences and stuff, we're not going to have any licensing questions anymore. No, licensing is going to be relatively simple. Um, there's some other things that we're doing with the products just in relation of, of, you know, the way we sort of think about it is in terms of adding more value to the products that you're buying. Beyond just the features uh, that we're adding into the products, we're also adding some more value to MSDN itself. <clears throat> so currently today you, got, you buy the, the product and you get an MSDN subscription. And for most people, the, the great value of the MSDN subscription is the access to all the software that you need to do your work. But there's a bunch of added value that's in there. We're trying to improve that value some more. So adding Team Foundation Server and a Cal into MSDN is, is one of the ways we're doing that. Um, for, for customers buying Visual Studio Premium or Ultimate, we're also including Expression Studio 3 uh, in that in there. So those, those customers will be getting Expression Studio, which is, which is fantastic. Um, and then we're also going to have um, some new benefits around uh, Windows Azure that will be included with MSDN where you can get some, uh, some Windows Azure uh, compute time and storage that you can use for the purposes of development and test. Uh, and then uh, extending it further to include things like um, Microsoft Learning Collections, where you'll have uh, either, depending on which product you buy, either one or two learning collections. The learning collection is somewhere around, if I remember correctly, it's somewhere around 40 hours worth of training that you can get uh, through Microsoft Learning, through the e-learning program. And so we'll be including some of that e-learning in the MSDN subscriptions as well. That's amazing. Is there anything... Um... So that's yeah. Anything else in the uh, MSDN subscriptions you you're going through there? I'm just trying to think what else is in, included in it nowadays. Like there's the M- the US people get the magazine subscription, don't they? And yeah, what, there's a magazine what's that subscription. Technical support and things like that. Yeah, we're continuing with that. So depending on what level of MSDN you buy, you get either two or four incidents of technical support. 
Um, one of the things we're going to be adding is if you're using the Microsoft uh, forums, uh, the MSTN forums, uh-huh. uh, we'll be we'll be able to identify MSTN subscribers within those forums and uh, provide priority support to those customers. So we'll be able to sort of respond to MSTN customers more quickly than not that we would ever ignore other customers, but we, we sort of prioritize the MSTN customers. So it's a, just an added benefit you get by being an MSTN subscriber. Uh, and then all the other things you already get, the, the, the software for development and test purposes. If you have um, the higher end versions of MSDN, you get Office for production use, things like that. So we're going to go out and buy test elements uh, to use. Is there a pricing on that? I don't remember you saying that there was a pricing on that one, Doug. Yeah, the, the idea behind test elements is that you know this is a this is a product that's really intended for, um, like I said, the generalist tester or somebody who engages primarily in manual testing. So this is in most in most uh, organizations, this is a person who's probably not a developer. They don't need Visual Studio. They do functional testing. Uh, you know, and they, their prim- primary role is testing software and filing bugs against the software. So we want to make sure this is priced adequately for those customers. They're not going to be buying a high-end uh, development tool. So this will be uh, priced uh, a little bit lower than, than um, it's hard to always, the exact pricing is always hard to get, be, give because different subsidiaries worldwide have different pricing rules. But um, it'll be priced lower than what you're paying for a team edition today. Um, so it won't be as mu- it won't cost as much as what a team edition does today. It'll be probably around half the price of what a team edition is today. Okay. And certainly very competitive with the other test tools in the market, though. Absolutely, we we actually think we're going to be, uh, from a price comparison standpoint, we're going to be a lot more uh, competitive because not only do you get the test tool, but you get the 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 you know Windows Server and SQL Server as part of the MSDN subscription that you can then use. Use uh, for your testing, so you don't have to license that server separately. Now, with test elements, you're going to be able to create work items like bugs and things like that, correct? Yeah, with test elements. So, test elements gives you the the Microsoft Test and Lab Manager, which gives you the ability to a, a few things. One is full test case management, so I can create test cases, I can execute test cases, I can document my progress on those test cases, uh, organize and execute those things. As I'm executing test cases, if I find a bug, I can through that tool file a bug into Team Foundation Server. So I can pop up a dialog, file a new bug, and it goes right into Team Foundation Server automatically. And then I can uh, follow the status of that bug. The, the, um, the ability to query work items is built right into the tool. So I can actually go to a, a tracking tab and, and go right into viewing work items and run the same kind of queries I would if I was going through Team Explorer and have all the same kind of access I could through through Team Explorer. So it's really intended for the testers to be able to do their job and communicate well with the developers. We really want to make sure that the tester-developer collaboration is, is as efficient as it can be. So we want to make those tools really good for them. All right, Doug. So now I'm super excited. So when do I get to get my hands on some of this stuff? Excellent question. So one of the things we announced today was that um, as of this moment, MSDN subscribers have access to the beta 2 bits. We've We've released Beta 2 for MSDN subscribers today. Uh, so you can start downloading Beta 2 and start playing with it. There's a lot of uh, advancements from, from Beta 1 into Beta 2. So you'll see a little bit different experience in some cases and, and some, some new features coming through. Uh, for the for non-MSDN subscribers, um, you have to wait a couple days. On uh, Wednesday the 21st, the beta will be made available to non-MSDN subscribers. So again, an MSDN benefit, getting early access to the betas. Uh, so go ahead and as soon as we're done talking here, Mickey, go ahead and start downloading. And does that support go live beta 2? Yeah, so beta 2 has what we call a broad go live license, which basically means you can download beta 2 and you can start using it for production development. You can install 
TFS for production use. You can start using it for production development. Do recognize that it is beta software, so the support you get is limited. We don't generally support beta software in production. With a Go Live license, we do minimal sort of uh, best effort support for the, the things you're doing in production with it. And we support uh, migration from beta 2 to the uh, release version when we launch the, the product. So you can start using it in production with beta 2, uh, but just do recognize there is naturally some risk that comes along with that. Uh, but then when we launch the product, we will help you transition from beta 2 to the final release version. Awesome. I can see a lot of people jumping on board with that. So, so can I ask a question that you're not going to answer or you may not know the answer to? Let me phrase that, which is so when, <laughs> when, when, do we are to, when do we release if beta 2 I comes out now? Well, uh, as, as usual, I, I know the answer to that question. It's whether or not I can actually tell you the answer to that question. Uh, and that's, that's the, one of the final announcements we made today is we announced the launch date for Visual Studio 2010. So the beta comes out for MSDN subscribers today for, for, for broad availability on the 21st. And then on March 22nd, 2010, we'll be launching Visual Studio 2010. That will be a, wor- a worldwide launch. Wow. Wow. I didn't think you were going to answer that. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Wow. Now, what this means, now think about this for just a second. I want to back up to something I was talking about. What this means is, since we've now announced these new products, and we've told you about the ultimate offer where we'll transition you up to a higher-end product based on what you have on the day we launch, you now know that by March 22nd, you have to have whatever product you need to be transitioned to a new product. Because if it's March 23rd, you're too late. Right. So if you want to be on the ultimate edition, if you want to be at the highest end product, you need to make sure that you have a team edition before March 22nd with M- with an MSDN subscription team edition before March 22nd. And on that day, when we launch, when you will go to your MSDN subscriber downloads, you will have Visual Studio 2010 Ultimate. Cool. So if anybody's got any budget to use at the end of the year or before the end of March, then it's a good time to upgrade to a team edition. <laughs> Exactly. This is a, in all honesty, and not to not to turn it into a sales pitch, but in all honesty, this is a really serious time to think about this because if you if you sit down and do the math, if you were to decide you wanted to be to to have Visual Studio Ultimate, uh, and you were to take advantage of the Ultimate offer by sort of positioning yourself with the right product ahead of time and getting transitioned up, versus waiting till after we launch, it's about a fifty percent price difference in in what it takes to do that. And I should talk about a little bit how this works. Um, we're going to transition you up to the higher end product and you're going to have that higher end product for the duration of whatever agreement you have. So the duration of your MSDN subscription, whether it's a year or three years, right? You're going to have that product for that time mm-hmm. without having to pay any additional cost. We're going to move you up to higher end product at the end of your subscription. Then you, you have to then think about, do you, do you want to, do you want to stay at the higher end product, which will have a little bit higher cost associated with it or, or, or not. Um, but for that, one to three years, whatever it may be, you're at the highest end product or the higher end product at no additional charge. There's just so much stuff to take in. It's just I know uh, the <laughs> listeners are going to have a lot of questions. So uh, if anybody's got any questions or or feedback, then obviously they can send stuff to us, uh, radiotfs at gmail.com. But where should they go to to give you feedback on, on Beta 2 and things like that, Doug? Uh, the forums are always a great place. So when, when we when we made all the announcements today, we also 
launched um, all, all kinds of new content up on our websites. So you'll be able to go to uh, www.microsoft.com slash visual studio or go to msdn.microsoft.com and, and find all kinds of information. We all have information about the new SKUs. We have a feature matrix that we put up so you can see what features are in what product. Uh, we have information about the ultimate offer and how we're going to transition you from one product to another. And then, of course, the forums will be available to ask questions and uh, we'll be monitoring the forums and, and being able to respond there. Wow. Hey, uh, just while we're talking about this, we've actually got a phone number, by the way, guys. So if anybody has got any questions and they want to send this into the show, then call us on 425-233-8379. America only, I'm afraid. But if you give us a call on that number, uh, and then we'll play it on the next show. Is there anything else, Doug, that we should talk about? That's, uh, I'm, I'm having trouble taking all this in. <laughs> it's, it's certainly a lot to take in. We made a lot of announcements today. Uh, it's a pretty exciting day for us. You can imagine we've been working on this for a long time leading up to it. There's been a massive engineering effort going on as well as a lot of work from, from the uh, business side of the house trying to figure out how this is all going to play out. Uh, but but the, other, the, the final thing you'll notice today when you, when you go to the websites and, and look at what we've done is uh, in line with the fact that we've sort of refreshed the Visual Studio IDE and we've kind of brought it forward to more modern times, we've got a WPF interface, we've made it uh, a little bit easier look and feel to work with. Uh, in the spirit of that, we revised the entire visual image of uh, the, the sort of visual identity of Visual Studio and MSDN. So you'll see uh, some logos that are new you haven't seen before. Um, the, the similar, you know, Infinity logo is still there, but we've just refreshed it and made it a little bit more current. So you'll see sort of that particle wave look and feel um, with with Visual Studio. And then MSDN has also gotten a little bit of a visual refresh. And so you'll see some, some new things there. So don't be surprised when you when you show up on the websites and they look a little bit different. I got one last question for you, Doug. Um, basically, sure. if I was to try playing with the beta two bits, I, I don't plan on going live. I just want to start playing with them. Is there going to be any kind of VPC offering or Hyper-V offering of the bits, or is it just going to be installable stuff that I'm going to have to have hardware for? There, It's a great question. Uh, typically, we produce um, a, a VM image for both virtual PC and, and Hyper-V that we make available uh, for you to download. The way our sort of engineering and release process works, we don't want to hold off on releasing the beta uh, just so we can get that ready. We want to make sure the beta gets out for customers as quickly as they can so that the ISO images will be downloadable right away. Shortly, we will have a, a virtual machine image. That won't be too far away. We'll have a virtual machine image that you'll be able to just download and attach and start using, but it's not available today, uh, but it will be pretty soon. Well, that, that's that's great that we're going to have this um, uh, virtual uh, offering at some point. But um, I'd like to also say that for those people that want to use the, the the beta two bits, that don't feel like installing them themselves, don't have the hardware, uh, the company I work for, SAS Made Easy, is going to be offering a publicly available free to try beta two um, hosted offering. So if you want to try hosted TFS uh, on the beta two bits and play with 2010 without having to install anything. You want to contact um, sales at sasmadeeasy.com and get get with them, and they're going to have it all set up for you, so you can start playing with the bits right away. Just to give uh, just give them a bit more of a plug, we actually um, Team Prize have uh, recently. Um, you know, we got a subscription with ta uh, SAS Made Easy for our for a hosted TFS instance we needed, and um, we needed it quickly, so we just went to those guys and got it set up. And your guys had it turned around super quick, Paul. So yeah, I'd recommend the service to anybody. Doug, I, I really appreciate you coming on the show and giving us all this information. It is definitely a lot to take in, but I want to congratulate you and the rest of the team for getting Beta 2 out the door and for showing us the light at the end of the tunnel. Thanks. No problem. You're going to love Beta 2. It's, it's super fantastic.
And one more time for any of our listeners out there, you can either send us an email at radiotfs at gmail.com or you can, for our U.S. listeners, you can call us at 425-233-8379. And with that, on behalf of my co-hosts and our excellent guest, thanks for listening. <laughs>